0: This following episode of Talking Pop for the Cultured is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episodes starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new broadcaster or an existing broadcaster like me, looking to grow your audience and get more engagement, you're going to want to check out Poddex.com. Use the promo code Pop for 10% off your first order. Poddex is the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or gamify fighting podcasts. Simply show up the cards or actually use their app, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com. Make sure to use that promo code Pop for 10% off your order. Hello, and welcome to Talking Pop for the Culture. Before we get to your regularly scheduled program, I want to let you know this podcast is also powered by ExpressVPN. You are probably wondering, what the heck is a VPN? It is a virtual private network that protects your browsing and streaming with ease. You can install ExpressVPN on any mobile device, smart TV, laptop, desktop, and even a gaming console. So if you're planning to use public Wi-Fi when traveling, make sure to have ExpressVPN activated to protect yourself and your data and browse safely. These are the following statements from the website, and I quote, when you connect to ExpressVPN, your internet traffic goes to an encrypted tunnel that third parties, including your internet service provider, hackers, and government agencies cannot see into. It helps with privacy. Keep your whereabouts to yourself and surf with a peace of mind. When you connect to any ExpressVPN server locations, you get a different IP address and can make yourself appear in a different country. Avoid price discrimination based on location and help keep your identity private. So when you use a VPN to connect to the internet, the VPN creates an encrypted connection, Known as a tunnel. Between your device and the internet, the VPN masks your IP address with its own IP address in the tunneling process. That IP address is shared with thousands of other VPN users that makes it virtually impossible for anyone to trace your internet activity back to you. By using a VPN, your own IP address is masked or scrambled by the VPN, protecting your location, identity, and online activity from anyone who wishes to find you through your IP address. A VPN protects your privacy and lets you browse securely. But what if your VPN connection gets interrupted? Your browser and other apps won't warn you that you are connecting without protection. That's where a VPN kill switch comes in. If your VPN drops, the kill switch disables all internet traffic. This protects your IP address and other sensitive information from being exposed. Once your VPN connection is restored, your secure internet access resumes. ExpressVPN uses an AES, also known as Advanced Encryption Standard, with 256 bit keys, also known as AES-256. It's the same encryption standard adopted by the US government and trusted by security experts worldwide to protect classified information. It will take a hacker hundreds of years to get your information. You can access geo content by using ExpressVPN by switching your location to 94 available internet servers. For me, for example, I love anime, especially Studio Ghibli films, but I have Netflix. I don't have HBO Max. I find out it's actually available on Netflix internationally, so all I have to do is I click on my ExpressVPN browser connection and switch my location to Canada. And then what I do is I refresh Netflix's browser page, I type in Spirited Away, not only I get Spirited Away, but I also get access to the other Stubly Ghibli films in the library and also many more content that's not available in my country. It's that simple. ExpressVPN offers 24-7 customer support. They also offer a 30-day money-back guarantee, no hassle, no risk. Plans start at $12.95 a month. 5995 for six months, or the more popular, ninety-nine ninety-five for a year with savings up to thirty-five percent off a month. They offer the best in class security and encryption, no activity logs, and no collection logs. They don't even keep track of your information. They also rated 4.7 out of 5 on Trustpilot and Apple Store. Right now, listeners of Talking Pop for the Culture get an additional three months added for free by signing up using our link, expressvpn.com. Talk pop. Once again, that's expressvpn.com. Link information is available in the episode description. Now, let's take you back to your regularly scheduled program. What up, fanboys and fangirls and non-binaries? Welcome to another edition of Talking Pop or Cultured, a pop culture podcast. I'm um, your lovely host of Franchise and they, I was going to have a guest, but I kind of pushed it back to, like, the final week because I want to talk about a couple of things, um, something, you know, that impacted my childhood and something I did last week. Um, basically, I found out, you know, through Beco, and pretty much people I work with, that one of the voice actors that, you know, I grew up, you know, listening to, um, Kevin Conroy um, passed away last Thursday at the age of 66 due to a battle with cancer. Um, if people don't realize who Kevin Conroy is, um, especially us millennials will know right away, but you guys who were born not born in the 90s are probably not going to recognize that unless you play video games. Especially games starring a certain DC character known as Batman. Um, Kevin Conway was the voice of Batman um, from 1992 all the way when the animated series were, came out in 1992 all the way through it's cancellation 96, 95, then his Revival 97, then Batman Beyond, Justice League Justice League Unlimited um, video games also as well as you know DC animated movie spin spinoffs um, it's like it sucks because it's like part of my childhood <laughs> um, went away again um, because to me, when it comes to Batman, you know, I grew up um, listening, um, watching Superman because my mom got me these tapes and they were the Max Fleischer um, Superman cartoons. So I got really um, introduced to the superhero genre through those tapes of, you know, Max Fleischer cartoons of Superman. And I grew up. Yeah, I had a Superman figurine, and my I used to remember. They used to have the Superboy live action series back in the early '90s. Um, my mom remembers going to see Superman in theaters because you know Christopher Reeve was her Superman. Um, I dig into Batman till I think when I started like watching the reruns of the '60s Batman. When you know, for you guys, to know, cartoons used to be a Saturday morning staple. You know you wake up in the morning, get your cereal, get ready to sit in front of TV because you have blocks of animated blocks of cartoons especially on CBS, NBC, Fox at the time and ABC and you know, and using the afternoon to show like retro like old sitcoms and of course Batman, you know, the 60s 60 series came out and that's how I got introduced to Batman. Um was the Adam West and you know, version of Batman which was, you know, the campy which I do have it now on Blu-ray. And I consider Adam West as being my number one Batman if you want to rank it. But Kevin Conroy is the number two because um because Kevin Conroy probably had a voice, but for live action to me was Adam West. And of course that led to, you know, me falling in love with the character of Batman. You know, this guy who was Batman was like a billionaire who inherited a fortune due to the tragic death of his parents and the hands of a criminal who shot shot his parents when they were leaving a late movie screening into a dark alley called Crime Alley, and of course, um, you know, he gets raised by Alfred, who became more like a father figure to him, and, you know, throughout his, like, youth and young age, he became, there's so many different origins of Batman, but of course he um, grew up with a sense of vengeance and be able to take on criminals and help clean up Gotham and try to do something that his dad couldn't do. His dad was trying to help Gotham do, like, financial means, um, revitalize it. But he decided, you know, take justice in his own hands because of vigilante. And, you know, the rest of the story. So, dialing back to, you know, how I found out about Kevin Conroy, it was through the animated series. Of course, the animated series didn't start out right away. It took a while until, like, you know, the success of the Tim Burton Batman films of Batman with Michael Keaton, who obviously are my number three top bat, um, actor to play Batman, portray Batman, and, of course, Batman Returns, and, of course, you know, Bruce Tim and Paul Dini were obviously the architects behind, you know, Warner Bros. at the time wanted to revitalize their animation division. These guys were working on Tiny Tunes at the time with Steven Spielberg Productions with Amply Entertainment to, like, Warner Bros. was trying to capitalize on the disney animated renaissance that took place in the early 90s you know disney came out with beauty the beast little mermaid aladdin so warner brothers wanted to do, do that and you know they wanted to, to kind of like re-realize their renaissance because they hadn't done anything since the looney tunes and those shorts didn't come out to like the 50s the 60s so they wanted to you know kind of rebrand themselves and decided, you know, let's do something. Then they came out with Tiny Toons and Animaniacs came out not so long afterwards. So they started Seal and Spielberg, but Bruce, Tim, and Paul Dini decided they wanted to take the character of Batman and take this property on the success of those two films and decided, you know, what, let's do something. They did like a little pitch, which is actually on the, I believe it's on the Blu-ray set I got, Batman. Anyway, series is like you can actually see the actual pitch. And the art style was like an art deco style. It was drawn on black paper to get that dark and brooding. It took this character of Batman, which people recognize as this campy-ass character and make it like dark and brooding, more like a detective, kind of like one of those like film noir type of films. And it became like a drama. It was like a drama, but in animated form. And it caught my attention because they showed us in the afternoons. And, And, of course, it... Introduced me to Batman again, and you know, I'm in the an animated format It's like cool. I get to see Batman in the cartoon. And then, of course, Kevin Conroy with that voice, because he get up, he up developing this voice of having two distinct voices for the character. You know, having the lighthearted Bruce Wayne, who's supposed to be this playboy bachelor and stuff, and then all of a sudden goes into the serious detective that is Batman. But you get the lightheartedness that Bruce Wayne oh hey Harvey and all that and all of a sudden it's like gets down to the deep voice and goes and shows that the thing like this game ends now Joker and something like that and then you bring that him and then him because he came from Broadway so I want to give you guys a little bit of Kevin Conroy's background because with the casting and stuff it's interesting how they cast them. they casted like actors who came out in soap operas films and Broadway and theater it's like this, um, this gentleman here, Kevin Conroy, you know, just looking up his history and stuff and how he got started, and I pull up his wiki page, so a lot of stuff's coming from his wiki page. So basically, he was born, Kevin Conroy was born November 30th, 1955 in Westbury, New York, into an Irish Catholic family. He moved to Westport, Connecticut when he was about 11 years old. He has three older siblings. Then Conroy moved to New York City in 1973 when he earned a full scholarship to attended Julia School's drama division sitting under actor Jonathan Hussman. And he ended up, like, going there and actually actually being a roommate to Robin Williams. And he ended up being also in the same class as Kelsey Grammer. And, you know, Juilliard is one of those top acting, one of those, like, Juilliard School for the Arts is like an art school. Like, you want to learn to be an actor, or music, that's the top thing in New York. Um, he ended up, it says here he graduated from June of 1978 and he toured husband's acting group, the acting company, following the year, he went on a national tour, I ever loved his death trap. So he was more like a theater actor, um, he became, he landed on a role in daytime, so opera, on another world, uh, he moved out to California, where he started, sorry, he started in California, he moved to California to, to try becoming a television as a live action actor, which a lot of these actors do before going to voice work, um, and he also did theater, as well, he formed Hamlet and Miss Summer Night's Dream. He acted in a of contemporary classical theater pieces, including Broadway productions of uh, adaptation of Lolita at Eastern Standard. Uh, and then he said he told the New York Times that as a gay man living in New York at the time of an AIDS epidemic, he said he went to so, so many producers that I felt that such an obligation to portray the character of a two-person secretly living with AIDS in Eastern Standard. Then he went back to television. It says here he went to do... Uh, he ended up um, becoming in a TV show called Covenant, and then Search for Tomorrow. He also portrayed a gay lawyer named Bart on Dynasty from 1985-1996. So he was on that show Dynasty. Uh, he was a series regular on O'Hara in 1987, and the company commander of tour duty from 1987 to 1988. Um, then he had guest roles on Cheers, Search for Tomorrow, Matlock, and Murphy Brown. Then he, all of a sudden, he started to become a voice actor. And of course, his voice first voiceover role is... Bruce Wayne and Batman and Batman the Animated Series. So, it's really interesting and, you know, and you start with that of course he did um, a lot of animated films as well, Batman, Mask of the Pantheism which to me because what happened was they wanted to get success. I guess they did that film just to get people to see the series just the series talking and they thought the good way it was to do it showing the theater and the problem is it became like a box office flop because um, people were so used to the series, they they were not going to go watch the movie. And then also they, it it became more famous, more, but it was a darker version of the anime series. But to the point they were actually show blood because even though it's in in the Batman anime series, because it was shown on during the daytime, like afternoon, they couldn't show too much violence. Um, and you saw that. They couldn't show blood that much. Um, I know they tried to, have to because they had to follow like standards and practices. So they, I think they did ba- Batman Mask of It kind of showed, gave you kind of like a many origin of Batman in that one, in that sense. Um, because like I had Batman Mask of I had a Batman theme party when I was like younger, and a lot of, a lot of the gifts I got were like toys from Batman animated series. And of course, I got Mask of as a gift as well. And, Oh my god, I'm VHS. Sorry guys, uh, like, it tells you how old I am. VHS was before DVD and Blu-ray and Laserdisc at that time. And just because it was a clamshell packaging, the, art, the artwork and stuff, and it came with a mini-comic which is a kind of imitation of the film as well. Which is kind of cool to have something that they sneak in there. But watching that film as well, because it was it a was full-length Batman movie, but in animated form, and it kind of into the origins of Bruce Wayne as well and um, Joker as well. And, you know, with this series as well, they came out of the series where they actually film when all the actors record in the same room because I guess that was the rule. And I think Andrew Romano, yeah, you get credit her because she was an actors actor, like she was a voice director's actor. So she understand how to bring a best performer's all your actors. And through him we got to see the chemistry between kevin conroy and mark hamill who portrayed the joker a guy like mark hamill who you know was typecast it was getting hard because he was Luke skywalker but i think he said kevin kind of helped bring the best of him but just the chemistry that those two had when they had episodes to record together they brought the best of each other and you know conroy you know keeping that role of batman from you know from 19 to 1995 then they came back and again he revitalized the Batman Adventure from 97.99 then he portrayed the old Bruce in Batman Beyond then Justice League Justice League Unlimited then all the directed films like Mask of the Phantasm, Batman Mr. Free Batman Mr. Free Sub-Zero Batman Beyond Return of the Joker Batman Mystery the Batwoman and then he did a lot of voice work for Batman and and the uh, Superman animated Series Shock and the Zeta Project um and he did a lot of voice for batman and especially like in other roles as well like original movies that's batman got the knife superman batman public enemies superman batman apocalypse justice league doom Justice League the flashpoint paradox batman assault arkham batman the killing joke justice league versus the fatal five and it was great um it says here he did a lot of relief work as well he like even after 9-11, Kevin Conroy participated in relief efforts by volunteer to go for police officers and firefighters. During an audio commentary on Batman Gotham Night, Conroy expressed a surprise at the reaction of the emergency service workers to his presence. To be that if another Cook Conroy called out from the kitchen to the dining area in his Batman voice, reciting the iconic line "If you guys. Um, I don't want to imitate Kevin Conroy, but as like an homage to him, it's like the, this is the line that he recited. It was from the episode Nothing to Fear. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. So, of course, it shows like how much of an impact he made on people growing up and watching that series. People and even like it says here in preparation for the actual release of 2012's The Dark Knight Rises Conray redubbed Christian Bale's Batman Lines for an animated version of one of the film's trailers. And then you know he went to conventions, and then all of a sudden they brought him in to work on the Arkham games, Um, and Arkham Origins. He was he was going to be Arkham Origins, but he ended up going to um, Arkham Knight, Arkham City, and Arkham Asylum. Um, Then I guess him and Tim Daly did like a little um, skit when they um, pretty much parodied the fight between Batman and Superman on that series. Um, it says here, Conroy portrayed Bruce Wayne of Earth-99 live-action in a Batman episode Batwoman episode of Arrowverse Crossover Crisis of the So it's the first time Kevin Conroy got to play his character in a live-action version. And I just saw that on TikTok. I'm like, oh my God, he probably got to play the live-action Bruce Wayne. Um, and then with Mark Hamill, who is basically Conroy's speaking voice actor, co-stars Joker... It says here, he quotes that Hamill says, when they offer me roles, I say, is Kevin doing it? I don't even have to read a script if Kevin's doing it. I'll do it. Because that shows kind of like a brotherhood that he and Mark Hamill have. I'm going to pull up some of the tributes to Kevin Conroy from the other actors. Well, I'll, I'll go. I'll circle back to Kevin Conroy a little bit. Let me um, continue reading his um, wiki page as well. And then I remember seeing him, like, See him in the flash because I always heard his voice. And all of a sudden I was watching this thing, it was on YouTube. Um, it was these voice actors, they were together at this convention called Emerald City Comic Con and they were reading stuff from Star Wars and they actually brought Kevin Conroy and this is the first time I got she got to see the guy who did Batman make a, a like that's what, like my first appearance in because like I said, I only knew him by voice alone. But after seeing him like, oh my god, that's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Um and then they had him read the narration for Star Wars as Batman. I'm like, oh my god, it's like I had chills. It's like all oh, my my childhood is coming back and um and the one thing I did not realize that it says here Conroy was gay, he did not public reveal until twenty sixteen during an interview with the New York Times wrote the animation of the killing joke as part of DC Comics twenty twenty two pri anthology. Conroy wrote Finding Batman, a story to recount his life experiences as a gay man, received a critical claim by release. He was married to Vaughn C. Williams at the time of his death. So I gotta get his book. I mean, if you want to get his book, obviously get his book. It says it said Conway made an effort to conceal his homosexuality throughout most of his career. He spoke in Finding Batman about the discrimination he want, he faced once potential collaborators and employers found out about his homosexuality. Conway said that on multiple occasions he had been removed from consideration for acting jobs due to his sexual orientation. Um. Which, to me, was... that's That sucks. Like coming as someone who is bi, that's like... That's like, you know, he... To me, it didn't matter his sexual orientation. I just see him as Batman. I see him as a person, you know? Love who you love. And, you know, and he made the effort to go to conventions and stuff, and I didn't know he had cancer. I don't know if he ever publicly announced it. Um but look like he was in cancer and you know i wish i had the opportunity to meet him because i could tell he i've seen videos of him like i've seen a lot of people put under their TikToks, a lot of like videos of interactions with him even some from like panels and um that he took a part of there's one that there was like a batman beyond anniversary panel and will fredell who you know played terry mcginnis in batman beyond said that when it came to um you know on screen acting he credits william daniels as being his like his mentor and father figure who you know Wayne danced with mr feeney but he said when it came to taking voiceover roles like being a voice actor his first first voiceover role was batman beyond and he said he looked at kevin conroy as being a mentor and a father figure so it show how much love and respect that kevin conroy got from the acting community um it sucked that you know he had a face you know discrimination and stuff and i wish i would got the opportunity to meet him but unfortunately that was not the case this year so for, you know it's like you gotta understand like voice actors don't get a lot of credit um because you know you recognize people just by seeing them on screen but when you hear these characters you gotta think about the people who bring these characters to life it's like when i read a comic of batman like i have batman internal graphic novels i mean i've I always imagine when I read that that I hear Kevin Conroy's voice of Batman narrating, or even Adam West as well. Um, I usually alternate between the two because those are my top two Batman. If you want to know, Adam West is my number one. Number two is Kevin Conroy. Number three is Michael Keaton because that's who I grew up with. And number four will be Christian Bale and Robert Pattinson will be number five because obviously, um, you know, being like a Batman fan, like it's you know kind of, kind of, it hurts you know because i was taking a shock when my when bico sent me the text oh told me to open his heart because i thought it was a hoax because you know it's been lately when there's been hoax but no it it was confirmed from his publicist that yeah he passed away on november 10th and, uh, and says that he passed away in the hospital i guess he was getting care and he was in hospice at the time and it's it sucks because it's like we're losing these actors and people that we used to grow up with. We lost Coolio a while back and you know, it I seen the love and I just saw um Rob Paulson's um TikTok. He went on TikTok and just see the sadness in his eyes, it's like you lost a brother. And it's like it's like a voice actor, you become a like part of a brotherhood. It's like when me and Biko went to um went to like C two E two this past summer and we went to the Teenage Mutant Studios panel with the original four actors and hearing their stories not behind the show and how they had this brotherhood like and shows how they go to back for each other and how if someone gets sick they always worry about them and just seeing you know the love and support that Kevin Crony received you know you know tributes it shows how much of an impact he made on people's lives their childhoods and you know, it sucks because I wish I could have met him because I mean I would have loved it to meet him. I, I wish I had an opportunity to meet Adam West as well. I like I said, um it's those times where you got when you get a chance to meet somebody you grew up, meet someone you have an opportunity, go to these conventions because you never know. Um meet these people that, you know, impact your lives. with me, you know, I met these anime dub actors. Who have been doing this stuff for many, many years, but finally get to see them in person and interacting with them, it shows that you know I have a lot of respect for their craft, and it's great. And you know, it sucks for me. You know, I was I was like down this whole the whole weekend. I was getting ready to interview somebody. I was gonna bring my cousin along this week, but I'm like, you know what? I told her like, if can we do it next week because you know I wanted to talk about Kevin Conroy. I want to talk about two things besides Cameron, uh, Kevin Conrad and the second thing I'm going to get to, but just to show how much he made an impact on me because it's like it's Bruce Wayne, you know, having Bruce Wayne and Batman and being able to go every week, go on the TV and get my homework done, putting on Fox, watching Batman Adventures, Series, and then eventually went to the WB and finally now having the privilege of getting the Blu-ray collection when they finally released the series collection because now it's like I can go back and relive my childhood again and listen to that voice and and you know be a kid again because sometimes it's something you can never should take for granted you can always go back to be a kid just having that nostalgia feeling you can always go back and, and and relive it and show that love and appreciation for something that you grew up on something you can share with your kids you know sorry guys And show that love and appreciation for, you know, stuff that he grew up on because you never know when it's, until you lose him it when it's gone. And, you know, my thoughts and prayers to his, hu- to his husband, his family, his siblings, and to all the fans out there, you know, Kevin Conroy, you brought the voice to Batman and you will be missed. And I do want to close out this segment with a few tributes from Actors, so let me go ahead and bring up uh, some tributes from his fellow co stars from Batman and series. So let me, um, here we go. Let me uh, pull up some quotes from the many actors that he worked with over the years. One of was Tara Strong, uh, as you know, she played Batgirl, eventually, she played um, Harley Quinn later on. Um, she wrote, she had experience with her comrade over the years, says, thanks to his brilliance his voice lines are, are, are live on forever. Um, they show like pictures of her at a convention. It looks like, um, there's some tributes to, I guess, on um, DC universe online. Um, they're showing like a bunch of players at the, um, they had a little memorial for Kevin Conroy. It looks like they at the bat signals. So having a little tribute to them. Uh, if you remember, there's a statue of Batman in Burbank and they left some flowers for Kevin Conroy. Oh my God. That's so nice. Um, let me see if I can pull up more quotes here. I know Mark Hamill posted something so let me see if I can find Mark Hamill's, uh, here we go. Mark Hamill, here we go. Mark Hamill and Diane Pershing, Diane Pershing did the voice of Poison Ivy. And this is what Mark Hamill wrote, as you know Mark Hamill played the Joker. And he said, Mark Hamill said, and I quote, Oh, sorry guys. He wouldn't websites 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 like that. Okay, here we go. Um. Mark Hamill said, this is what he put on Twitter, Stunned by the loss of this brilliant actor, Words can express my admiration and respect for the man. I love him like a brother. Um, he said here, For several generations, he has been a definitive Batman. It was one of those perfect scenarios where he got the exact right guy for the exact right part, and the world was better for it. His rhythms and subtleties. Tones and delivery were also helped to inform my performance. He was the ideal partner of such a complimentary creative experience. I couldn't have done without him. He will always be my Batman. And Tara Song posted a picture on Twitter with her and Kevin Carmine looks like they were like an, uh, at a convention. And she put, I do not have the words, not today. My heart is broken. There will never be another. He is Batman. And then Andrea Roma, Roman, Romano, who was the voice director for the series. She said, Kevin was far more than an actor with whom I had the pleasure of casting and directing. He was a dear friend for 30 plus years whose kindness and generous spirit knew new boundaries. He knew boundaries. He was a dear friend. Knew boundaries. Says Kevin's warm heart, a lovely, deep laugh, and pure love of life." And it shows like the love and he got, you know. And then Diane Pershing, who was Poison Ivy, she said on Facebook, "He really put in a lot of time at the Comic Con events, Joe was hands." Yeah, it it shows like he was kind of like Travis Bozeman, where the fact that they didn't want to, they didn't want to let illness, you know, impact their work. And I, like I said, I didn't know he had intestinal cancer, and look at that, he actually managed, managed to go to conventions and work. Like Chadwick Boseman, you know, like Black Panther, Wakanda, of whatever, came out last weekend, which I am also planning to see. I heard of nothing but great things about it and the tribute they had for Chadwick Boseman how he brought life to that character, T'Challa. It's the same thing how Kevin Connor brought to life Batman and just they didn't want to leave an illness affect, you know, who they are and as a person and, you know, it sucks and, you know, I wish I had that opportunity to meet him, so... Like I said, guys, if you have Batman Anime Animated Series on your Blu-ray, you check it out on Blu-ray, or if you have HBO Max, definitely check it out. Check out Kevin Conway's performance. And if you're a video gamer, get the Arkham games. Enjoy it. You know, like I said, he was a voice of the 90s when he came for Batman. Like, like Adam West was the Batman of the 60s. I would say Kevin Conroy was the Batman of the 90s and 2000s for me. So... Thank you, Kevin Conroy. May your legacy live on forever. Besides the West, you're also my Batman. So, going and switching gears um, to a thing I did last week. Um, I actually had the opportunity to finally see a One Piece film. I actually got the opportunity to see One Piece film Red. Um, it's the 15th film of um, of the based on One Piece. Um, and like I said, it's the first time I got to see the film. Um, they actually had a filler that they added in the anime. And it says the anime filler covers Luffy Nuta meeting first time as children during red hair pirates day at the village. So let me pull up the movie plot if I can. Let me bring it up here. So when it comes to anime films, it's um sometimes they're not canon, sometimes they are. Um, usually they're like original stories. But before I get to the thing, is this film canon? Because I'm going to give you kind of a spoiler-like review on it. So I do warn you, there are going to be some spoilers. Um, Do you have to read anything in the manga? Don't worry, this thing does not take place in the manga. So do not worry, you don't have to read any certain chapters. Like I said, these films are usually outside the anime, outside the manga. But sometimes they do put, like, filler episodes, kind of like to promote the films so you don't have to worry it does not take place to any part of the manga or the anime itself um well I can tell you right now it became the biggest box um box office grossing film in Japan at 18.25 billion yen um it's the highest grossing film of 2022 in Japan and the 6th highest grossing anime film of all time in Japan and ninth highest grossing film of all time in Japan um right now the US and worldwide right now um, worldwide, the film has grossed over 180.6 million, making this ninth highest grossing Japanese film of all time. So, I do want to talk about the plot a little bit. Like I said, this is going to be spoilers. So, basically, the whole plot is the Straw Hat Pirates leave for the island of Elgia to attend a concert by Uta, a world famous singer. After Uta performs her first song, Luffy goes on stage to reunite with her, revealing that the two of them know each other because Uta is the daughter of red Hair Shanks they met when Shanks was docking Luffy's whole town 12 years ago, but one day he returned without her, claiming she had left to pursue a career as a singer. So, it's someone that, you know, knows Luffy when they were kids. Um, and basically what happens is they go to the concert which, honestly, the performance was great, because it was like, one of those anime films, was, it felt like a musical. It was like, just the artist they had, um, they had this artist called Otto, who's play, who does a singing voice for Uta, Fun. I went to see the dub version, so they had Emily doing the voice of Uta, but they had Auto doing the Japanese, so they kept like the Japanese original. But I know Emily just released a uh, English cover of New Genesis. Definitely check it out; it's on Spotify. So basically, Luffy. Um, so basically, the, some pirates. You know, it's like the straw hats are in tennis, they're having fun, um, and all of a sudden they notice some pirates are trying to kidnap Uta, and of course Luffy goes to say, help her out. And then, then you know Uta and Luffy start talking, and Uta like Luffy's like tells her that hey, I'm still working on my dream to be King of becoming a pirates Uta's like she stops, she tells him like you stop being a pirate. She says she's gonna make this concert last forever, create a world with only happiness and peace. And then of course, you thought she was gonna be a hero, and ends up being the antagonist of the film, and she ends up using her power to sing seafood basically trap everyone, and it's kind of like. I would say alternate reality, like they're dreaming. so They're trapped so their dream versions are, like, in this world while they're, you know, conscious, like, conscious bodies are in the real world. So, basically, you know, Luffy has to find a way to work, to try to talk sense to Uta, find out why, you know, she had a falling out with Shanks, and what happened, how her powers, and... I don't want to spoil too much, but I want to, but I don't want to because I think the movie's still in theaters. Um, but it's, like I said, the animation is great. Um, the music is phenomenal. The, like Just the musical sequences, it's like I said, it's like a musical, and it kind of fits the theming of this film. And just seeing Luffy and then seeing characters you thought are never going to work together, and seeing other characters as well, making an appearance. Um, and apparently, you know... And as I said, the Uta is the power of Sing, Sing Fruit, which is like, allows her to send people into a dream world known as the Sing Sing World by singing to them. Because they and everyone else who watch the concert are trapped in this world, where reality is completely controlled by Uta. The Sing, Sing Sing World ceases to exist whenever Uta falls asleep, but what happens is Uta herself ends up eating these drugs called wake shrooms that will keep her awake at all hours. But the problem is, it comes at a price to kind of shortens her lifespan. If it was here if Uta were to die, everyone in things would be trapped there forever. And where the Marine fleet lies, And I would just find the girls all sleeping. So, basically, the Straw Hats and everybody else that are trapped are trying to find a way to put a stop for Uta. And eventually, and it gets to a bigger plot where there's a reason why Uta has this, like, obsession of making a world with peace and no violence. Because this demon takes for form, which I don't want to get into details to that, but, like I said, the... The animation is great. The music is phenomenal. The colors. The animation. Sorry. Um Cyrus likes to drop stuff. So sorry about that, guys. he um, likes to jump around. Um so basically de- definitely check out this film. Um, One Piece Red is showing in theaters. They have it available in sub and dub. Um the big question is, um, Is this movie canon? Fortunately, it's not. But Oda did announce that the character Uta is technically canon. Uh, So apparently, he does add her in the manga itself. She is shown in a flashback in the manga. But the film itself is, you know, not canon. So, but like I said, definitely check out the film. I loved it. I mean, the song is catchy itself. Um,. It says here, reading the main song, New Genesis, by Auto Top Top Apple Music's global top 100 charts, making it the first for a Japanese song and the number one song in the world, beating out songs from Beyonce and DJ Khaled." So definitely check it out. It's in theaters. So definitely check out One Piece Red. Um, definitely check it out. Um, anime um, right now, video game wise, I've been playing Persona Five Royale on the Switch. So, I'm playing that right now so I can play Strikers, and I'm loving the portability and the convenience of playing Switch. I know Sonic Frontiers just came out this past week, but I'm I'm trying to wait until, you know, prices go down, dude. It's like, inflation sucks. And I do want to play these games. I'm trying to play these games for Switch, but it's like, they're they're freaking expensive. Luckily, you know, I'm just waiting for those sales. I know a lot of companies are doing Black Friday sales coming up. We got Thanksgiving coming up next week. Um, you know a lot of companies are doing Black Friday but you know inflation kind of sucks right now but yeah with Black Panther Wakanda Forever I definitely want to see it um I'm gonna try and make an effort at least this coming weekend or sometime sometime to see it because I do want to see none more and I want to see the tribute that Ryan Coogler and the cast made to Javik Boseman and people at work have been telling me they want to spoil it for me but they said go see the movie um it gets you to tears and definitely check it out um and like I said, um, definitely check out that film because this is kind of like the end of Phase 4 for Marvel as they're working towards Phase 5, which we'll see with the opening of um, Ant-Man and Wasp, Quantumania. And they just also released a new trailer for John Wick 4. Um, awesome. And, you know, and then, um, like I said, then anime right now, I'm like re-watching My Hero Academia and I just finished Season 1 the other day, and I started... I actually found this OVA that takes place between seasons. Which is actually, they made for this um Jump Festival. So sometimes you gotta you gotta go to like a third party anime stream just trying to find these OVAs. Sometimes they won't have it on the Blu-rays. So I did this for this Jump Fiesta Festival, and it showed like Class 1A actually participating in those rescue exercises that were supposed to do before the villains attack. And I kind of like if they kept breaking the fourth wall... Because they're doing this for this jump festival and stuff, and how they're calling out why we're participating in this and stuff, it kind of leads into what this, what like, because I found this guide online on how to watch My Hero Academia that includes like the films and the OBAs, so definitely check that out. Um, so my cat likes to jump around. What the heck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> um, said um, definitely I was I'm watching that. Um, definitely trying to catch up on a lot of anime. You know, Ruby on um, ice. I'm definitely going to watch that. So, like I said, to be honest with you guys, it's like, with me trying to watch anime, it's like, I'm trying to focus on one series. It's kind of hard to do it weekly. I just want to, you know, either wait until it all comes out and watch it on one page or just focus. I got so much on my anime list. You know, I've been trying to balance between watching anime and playing video games. You know, I, had, I stopped, I'm be honest with you guys, I stopped streaming because I it felt like I was taking more of the enjoyment out of, you know, playing video games. I was just doing it, just to get noticed. But honestly, I let my voice do the talking. I'm more good behind the voice, so I'm still playing video games. You know, I'm in, jumping between PS5 and and the Switch. And anime-wise, like I said, I've been jumping from series to series. Try to like binge like animes that are short. Try to go back and watch animes that are nostalgia. And at the same time, work on myself, you know, mental-wise try to get my focus you know because i don't want to put pressure on myself i want to give you this content even the podcast you know i want to give you guys content that's why i've been reaching out to people that i know that want to come on and find out from them you know see how they're doing because you know when in this world it's like when inflation going on we're having this triple pandemic. that's up happening with the flu this respiratory illness is affecting kids and of course covid is still around They're calling, the CDC is calling a tripademic. So you got to take care of themselves. At the same time, it's like, you got to check on everybody. See how everyone is doing. And for me, it's like, you know, I'm doing this, you know. keeping You guys updated how I'm doing. I'm doing great right now. You know, mental-wise, I'm doing better. better. I had some few relapses. You know, I had some few anxiety attacks, but I'm doing better now. I'm just trying my best to stay focused, you know, trying to read. I've been reading manga more, so that's a good sign. Um, I've been reading Sora Online. I've been reading, like, Moon Cradle. Number two, and we we're reading that, and um, also manga. I started reading on um, *Komi Can Communicate*. Um, reading that as well, and just seeing how Target has having manga right now, that's kind of crazy. And I'm trying to change my my dietary stuff. My brother's been like, you should start like switching to plant based meats, and I'm actually gonna follow that route because you know my cholesterol sucks, guys, and I've been mean, on the cholesterol pill now for months now. It's my third month, and yeah it's funny because my cholesterol is really bad guys um i know doctors want somebody to lose weight and you know and with this going on with everything going on in pop coaching news right now especially with kevin conway passing away coolio passing away far back just finding out today even jennifer Aniston's father passed away it's like what the heck's going on in this world we're losing these people that you know you grew up with or remembering them from television and movies so like i said take the time and make it count life sometimes can be short so definitely um, check out um, Komi-chan Can't Communicate it's on Netflix if you want to watch the anime version definitely the manga it's definitely real good um, as well Persona 5 Royal great um, it's awesome on the Switch it's good playing in handheld mode um, I'm on like I just finished the first palace today I'm barely going to start the second like palace with Manoramai because I had the game for PS4, and just I just wanted to get it for the Switch because of the fact that, you know, just for the portability-wise. I'm try- trying to play Switch more, guys, just for the portability aspect. Because You know, trying to get out of the house more. I know right now it's fucking cold right now where I'm at, but still trying to make that effort to go outside and get around more and challenge myself to be around people and stuff. You know, work on these mental challenges, which is something, is something that you want to do if you have mental health issues. Like, you want to Challenge yourself. That's something my therapist told me. Is always challenge yourself, right? You know, think of stuff that you normally wouldn't do by yourself. And, you know, I've co- kind of accomplished a few things like that. Went to a convention by myself, went to a theater by myself. My next thing is to go to a restaurant by myself. I just sit down in a restaurant by myself. I always go with people, with my brother, my family, my parents, but actually go to an actual restaurant by myself. It'd probably be the next challenge I'm trying to do. I just got to pick the time I want to do it. And just be more open with everybody. and That's why I said it. I want to share this guy. With I know this episode is kind of serious today, but uh, with the way this podcast is, it's kind of like more like a blog, like a blog, you know, kind of, you know, I'll also talk about pop culture news, but I want to talk about what I'm, I've been going through in my life and how, you know, manga, anime, video games kind of helps me with that, you know, helps me with this, you know, put the pressure off this reality. Even talking to you guys is pretty much therapy for me. Um, and, you know, just talking about this stuff, you know, watching sports, you know, watching NFL again. And, you know, the Bears lost yesterday, it was suck because even though it was a performance by Justin Fields, I know he kind of screwed up. It, I don't put the blame on him. It's more on the defense themselves. That's something they need to work on their identity. They lost a lot of key players, so it kind of hurts right now. They're all learning and stuff. So at the same time, it's like this is a team that's rebuilding. But I see this Justin Fields is the future of the Bears. I think the Bears, you know, they need to take time and, Rebuild this team, get some high-profile players, start developing these young kids, and you know make it work. So we'll see what happens with sports and stuff. And you know my big profile is the Bear, the Bulls. So that as well, the Hawks, Black Hawks are rebuilding as well. So like I said, um, check out Sonic Frontiers. It's available on all consoles. Um, Persona 5 Royale, definitely recommended. I know they're going to release three and four next year for the Switch. Um, anime-wise, I would say check out Spy Family Part Two. Uh, I read the manga; it's phenomenal. I watched; the, I'm gonna rewatch the first part of season one before I jump into season two. But just remember, <laughs> like I said, I jump from one thing to another. That's that's me. Never Check Out Spy Family. Um, that's been talking about right now. Another one that is shown right now. That's being shown a lot right now on on uh, Facebook, especially by these anime fan groups. Let me pull it up here if I remember. It was. Showing it was called, um, let me pull it up, guys. Sorry, um, let's see if I can find it. Oh, yeah, Chainsaw Man. Definitely check out Chainsaw Man, but I do recommend reading the manga first because I talked to people who were watching Chainsaw Man and they said that it starts off so slow. But yeah, I told them just read the manga, it gets better after that. It's one of those things where I recommend reading the manga first before watching anime because sometimes you feel that way you have a better expectation of what the anime should be because you gotta understand these are usually like adaptations. So let me go ahead and pull up this one anime I kept seeing popping up on uh oh let's see if I can find it. Oh yeah, this is the one. There's so is the music one called Bochi the Rock. Let me um take like one of those like music animes and then um let me bring out the plot of it, we'll talk about that for a little bit. But oh, here we go. There's something that's different here. Oh uh-huh. here it is, Bochi the Rock. Let me see if I can find uh the... I think it's pronounced Bochi. Um uh, let me pull up the um, Butcher Rock, basically, is called Hitoro, Hitori Hitori Bocchan or Loner. Koto is a lonely high school girl whose heart lies in her guitar. She does nothing but every day, she does nothing every day except strum her guitar by herself at home. However, she happens to one day to meet Nishika Ichi, who is looking for guitarists for a group named Kessoku Band. Um, it's on roll Definitely check it out as well. It's streaming on Crunchyroll. Um, like I said, I've been hearing nothing but good things about this um, series. So definitely check it out as well. Uh, Black Clover looks like it says here regarding Black Clover in the manga. It a Black Clover manga takes two week break due to author's health. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Um, the magazines say that the break is due to an author coming down with a sudden illness. As the manga story to compile volume is still November four Vizmio will ship the 30th volume in English on September six. Ship the 30th volume September six. so. definitely out the anime, it's on Crunchyroll. They are doing a film that's going to debut on Netflix. It's called Black Clover Sword of the Wizard King. Um, there's actually a mobile game that's going to debut next year called Black Clover Mobile Rise of the Wizard King mobile game. So And then of course, My Hero Academia, right now season 6, you know, that's why I said I'm rewatching the anime just uh, because I'm so caught up in the manga I I tend to like rewatch stuff so I'm going back to that but I think right now I'm going to try to make some time to re-watch Batman series just uh, you know as a tribute to Kevin Conroy um definitely you know once again if you want to see his performance as Batman check out Batman anime series I believe it's um all that stuff streaming on HBO Max um definitely check that out so thank you so much guys make sure to listen to the Blacklog episodes of Talking Pop for the Culture on Anchor Spotify, Google Podcasts or where you listen to your podcast I do have merch guys Um, check out the store at talkpopculture.threadless.com. and like I said if you want to be part of the podcast um, you, can, you can comment you can like at me at podcult85 or on Facebook at facebook.com slash talkpop8520 you can comment on posts on there if you want to be part of the podcast I ask you have the privilege of me interviewing you guys just to see what you know what's your passion when it comes to pop culture and like I said hopefully I'll have my cousin on next week I just wanted to spend today just talking about Kevin Conroy for a bit and One Piece you know it like I said this is a serious time you know the holidays are coming up you know people like me and you know when it comes to mental health kind of feel down by the holidays but like i said i'm trying my best you know stay positive um and you know share stuff i love So thank you guys so much i'll see you guys again next week as always geek on and take care